Welcome to the Family Law Now podcast. I'm Russell Alexander. I'm joined today by some very special guests. We have a really kind of an interesting topic. We were looking at some studies a week or two ago that the divorce rate in China is spiking as a result of people going into quarantine and isolating and spending more time with their spouse than they usually do. So the topic today is spouse in the house, how to avoid divorce. Um, so rather than always pointing out problems, which is easy to do, uh, this group of professionals have come up with some solutions for people to implement on a day-to-day -day basis um, to deal with, you know, maybe spending more time with your spouse than you expected. Everybody's, you know, anxious about COVID-19. Most of our clients are anxious about going through the process of divorce. So everybody's sort of on pins and needles. So this is uh, a podcast and we're going to have a YouTube video. Welcome to our YouTube watchers uh, as well. Uh, we're gonna talk about some tips and tricks to help you get through the next uh, period of time. So let's uh, do our introductions. Um, maybe Allison, you can start. Hi, I'm Allison Gardner. I am a social worker, uh, master's social worker and a registered social worker. I run a private practice specializing in working with families in the area of separation and divorce and high conflict families as well. Thank you for joining us today, Allison. Karen? Hi, I'm Karen Guthrie-Dose and I am also a social worker by profession. Um, I've been a social worker for 30 years and my main area of specialty is working with couples and families around separation and divorce and I am a member of the collaborative practice. And you were seamless logging on today, right? Yes, <laughs> I was just learning all the new technology today, thanks to my wonderful colleagues. And I, and I appreciate your support in that. <laughs> we see you loud and clear, you did a great job. Jonathan, what's going on in Peterborough? <laughs> tell, us what's, tell us about yourself. Uh, my name is uh, Jonathan and I'm also a social worker. Uh, I have a master's in counseling psychology and I um, have a private practice where I do a lot of psychotherapy using the cognitive behavioral approach. And I also do um, collaborative family law and uh, family mediation, family arbitration, a lot of family law related things. Great. So Jonathan Painter, uh, we're gonna get everybody's bios. We're gonna include it in um, our show notes for today. So if you need to contact any of the professionals you see on your screen, their websites and information will be included at the end. So let's make a start. So we're going to talk about tips for couples in quarantine or who are self-isolating. We're seeing a lot of provincial and federal directions, directives for requesting families stay at home and not go out. Um, so how do we survive that? You know, we got a lot of family time, maybe too much family time for some people. Uh, let's get into self-reflection. Allison, can you help us out with that one? Absolutely. Um, this is an important time to take time to examine your feelings and thoughts, what's happening with you individually during this time. 
Um, it'd be very common to feel anxious with what's happening right now. There's a lot of uncertainty and upheaval um, with the coronavirus that it's bringing to everyone's daily lives. Um, you know, a lot of people are worried about getting sick. They're worried about, you know, loss in income. They're worried about feeling socially isolated, not having enough groceries, perhaps. It's really important to take time to examine your own feelings around this. Um, and also validate yourself and recognize that it's normal to feel anxious at this time. And it's okay, whatever you're feeling. Um, everyone processes different, everyone responds to stress differently. And the key is to take opportunity for yourself to self-reflect and how are you managing and coping with what's happening. And if you need to seek out support from your partner, do so. Um, or other family members, whatever you might need at this time. So what does self-reflection look like? Go in, a, go in a room and just quietly think things over? Or what, what are, what, how do people do that? Uh, different people do it different ways. Some people journal. Some people seek out um, counseling um, electronically at this point, because obviously you're not going in to see a counselor face-to-face. -face. Some people self-reflect by um, looking back on times and other times when they have felt anxious, gone through other things in their life that have been challenging, have caused them to have similar feelings around what's happening in the world in regards to the uncertainty, or just personally with what's happening in their lives and That's how great. they were able to cope and manage. Great tips, thanks. Karen, uh, communication, what can we, yeah. uh, what kind of tips can you give our listeners? Being um, a lot of time in um, closed quarters with other people, communication is really important. Um, you know, when people are stressed, often, um, you know, we're not at our, our best in terms of um, being able to process all our feelings. And I think this is a time uh, that couples really need to be communicating with each other about how they're feeling, if they're feeling, you know, anxious, if they're feeling scared, depressed. These are really important things to be sharing with your partner, right? And and for um, people to be checking in with their partners, mm -hmm. being able to say, "Hey, I noticed, you know, you you seem a little bit down or withdrawn today. Like, what's what's going on for you? Let's talk about this." Right. Great and I think that it's really important, um, especially for couples who have children, to be really communicating with each other and being on the same page because um, those feelings are going to get transmitted down to their to their children. And couples really have to be presenting with a united front um, in terms of how they're managing uh, their feelings. So, you know talking with your spouse and taking time to to check in and really listening and being open to hearing what your spouse is saying um, and not um, minimizing what a spouse is saying in terms of if they're expressing their fears about being scared or what's going to happen in the future just listening and, and reflecting back on that without without judgment and without minimization those are great tips thank you karen uh, you're welcome Maintaining routine and structure. Um, Jonathan, you want to take a crack at that one? For sure, yeah. Um, this uh, COVID-19 situation has completely thrown everyone's uh, routine and structure um, you know, out of 
whack and kids aren't in school. A lot of people aren't going to work. Uh, even basic routines like store shopping, uh, going to the mall, those kinds of things are completely out of whack right now. So it's really important for you to establish and maintain a structure at home so that you're not spending the whole day in bed, feeling more depressed. You have to make sure that you're getting out, moving, eating, um, and, and working um, in, in some sort of uh, routine and schedule that's maintained day to day. Um, because that's, that's really important for both your physical and your mental health. Um, I hear you saying there's more to life than Netflix. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and in fact, you know, the, the, the less you move, the less you go out and do things, the more uh, challenging it's going to be. Um, so create a routine. You know, if you have to set an alarm in the morning to wake up, you know, be, because everything's thrown off, you don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. like you might have normally, but maybe you should be waking up at 8.30. Yeah. So have some sort of routine. You're not spending uh, hours and hours in bed in the morning. Um, there are always jobs around the house that you can do. My, my partner's just gone through the kitchen and has uh, um, decided that one cupboard is going to get done a day. Um, there are right. sort of dents and holes in the wall that, that I've uh, endeavored to fix. Um, so I'm going to work on doing one of those. A You're getting called out on all those uh, tasks now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's always work to do. We always say, oh, you know, we don't have time to do it. Now you have the time. Um, also, if you can, schedule some time to do work, work at home. Um, right. You know, for that, for me, that would, might mean writing reports. For other people, it would mean something different. Um, but, you know, make sure that you and your partner sit down and talk about, you know, what routine are we going to have? Um, you know, how are we going to get exercise? It's so important for people to get outside uh, in a way that is safe, um, but, but promotes health. Um, so, you know, I would really recommend that, that people focus on creating a healthy uh, routine every day and to do your best to stick to the routine. It's a great tip. Thanks, Jonathan. I know, uh, I meditate. My meditation schedule has changed. I usually meditate when I wake up in the morning and when uh, I would be attending the office, I would med meditate when I'd get home. And then I'd sort of start my home life, uh, you know, interaction with the family. But now, you know, it's the, the interaction with the family is constant. So still need to make time and be mindful that, yeah, these, these practices that you had during regular business hours um, can continue. Um, so that's a great tip. So let's, let's take a look at balance, couple time with individual time. Allison, can you help us with that one? Thank you, Karen. I think that's, I think that's mine, Russell. All right, you do that one. I'll, I'll chime in as, as you like, but go for okay. it, Karen. Okay. Didn't forget about you, Karen. I just- <laughs> That's uh, right, that's I'm right. mesmerized by Allison for a minute there. Uh -huh. Go ahead, Karen. <laughs> So one of the important things that, you know, we've been thinking about is that, um, you know, as we are staying at home and some people in self-isolation, um, you know, we're spending a lot of time with our partners and um, it's important to balance out both our time as partners and our time as individuals, right? And you know, we're used to a certain balance of that in, in our lives in terms of us going to work and, you know, perhaps um, pursuing other, you know, recreational activities separately. 
And now we're spending a lot of time together in the home. And I think, you know, looking at um, what is each partner comfortable with in terms of the amount of time they're spending together. And, and again, communicating about that, right? Because um, we all have different tolerances for that. And some, and some people um, are more introverted than extroverted. They might want to spend more time alone and not misconstruing when your partner wants to do something like go and read a book, right? They're not necessarily rejecting you. They may just need some individual time, right? right. And being able to communicate about that uh, with each other is, is important, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And that's a great tip. If you think, you know, some people might be cooped up in an apartment or um, yeah. may not have a yard, right? Mm -hmm. um, some people assign okay you're going to take the basement for now and i'm going to be on the main floor but you're right a lot of people live in smaller quarters or in condos and it's it's more difficult to carve out that space for yourself but it's really important you do right great tips yeah all right so that kind of ties us into let's mm -hmm. talk about normalizing stress reactions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Allison, I think we have talked about you talking about this, but I, I'm getting yeah. the devil yeah. myself now. Yeah, no, it, I'll, 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 that's right. So part of um, what you have to recognize is your patients may be a little bit thinner at this point in time. Um, you know, you may have reactions that you typically don't have in regards to um, spending time with your partner so much in regards to communication patterns and that give yourself a break. It's okay, you may be um, you know, a little bit more walking on thin ice than you typically am. Be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself. Instead of beating yourself up you know, over um, perhaps not being as productive or perhaps not being able to communicate as effectively with your partner, give yourself a break. We're all doing the best in less than ideal circumstances. Right, good stuff, great tip, thank you. Um, Let's talk about promoting resiliency and positivity. Jonathan? Yeah, so um, these sort of really challenging times are uh, an important opportunity for growth. We don't um, uh, grow so much when things are in our comfort zone. We're sitting watching Netflix and uh, you know enjoying a bowl of chips. We, we grow when things are challenging. So this is a real opportunity for personal growth for growth in your relationship um so promoting resiliency is really important um and i'll go back to what um karen was saying about communication uh, communication is the key you have to be open about your feelings and thoughts with your partner um and you know always remember that a positive comment is twice as likely to get a positive response back but a negative comment's five times as likely to get a negative comment back so try to focus on positive communication uh, that will help and strengthen your relationship with your partner uh, and, you know, sharing um, your thoughts and feelings about this with your partner is so important too, because um, otherwise we end up, you know, feeling very isolated, lonely, even though we're living in close quarters with someone. Um, and, and also, um, you know, this, allows us an opportunity to adapt in ways we never really thought that we could. So what, what can I get out of this uh, situation? How can I 
um, improve myself? How can I focus on getting things done that normally I wouldn't be able to get done? Um, that's focusing on the positive and not just all the negative. Like I can't go to work. I can't um, go to the grocery store, you know, um, and, and have faith that the, the, the leaders and scientists that are making decisions in this crisis are, are making uh, decisions based on the best evidence that they have. And that if we follow those recommendations, we will get through this uh, epidemic together and we'll be stronger and more resilient as a result. Yeah, great tips. Thank you, Jonathan. So let's let's talk about, you know, the paper that Allison and Karen wrote is fantastic. We have it on our blog at familyllb.com. Uh, there's tips or things couples can do in social distancing. Uh, so maybe we can have sort of a roundtable discussion. I know what I've found effective is simply going for a walk. Um, and then I, we do, I do it individually first thing in the morning with my dog. And then I do it with my wife in the afternoon. Uh, so it's sort of both, you know, you time and couple time at the same time, at the same time. But what's really nice is everybody else in our community is doing the same thing. So we're seeing people and friends that we probably haven't talked to in six months. Uh, well, social distancing, of course, but, you know, you still can wave to each other or ask about a family member, see how people are doing. So I think that's been really effective. Um, but let's, uh, let's go around. And that's nice, Russell, because it also reminds us that we're not alone, that we right. are a community and that we're in this together yeah. um, and, and that we will get through it. Yeah. So how about, Allison, can you give us a couple more tips? Yeah. Um, for myself, uh, I really like to go for walks, Russell, as well. And for myself, I was one who worked out regularly. So the closing of the gym was something for myself and um, for my partner that we had to carve out within our own home. And what we found is there's so many um, Peloton and various um, free um, apps you can download to allow yourself to do your workouts within your own home to keep that routine. Um, and it's positive and you're right. If you um, are physically feeling better, emotionally or mentally, you're going to feel better. So that's something for um, myself and for my partner we've been um, doing regularly. Um, and also listening to upbeat podcasts, watching sitcoms, funny things on the TV rather than um, being bombarded um, when I'm feeling overwhelmed at times with the news in regards to the virus and recognizing that, you know, you need to know your tolerance on that so that it does not become um, overwhelming for you. That's a great tip. Do you have gym equipment at home, Allison? I do. Yeah. Um, so, so that does help, but there are a lot of workouts you can do that you just do with your yeah. own body. So you don't need weights, you don't need bands, you don't need, really, they're just your own body that you're using for a full body workout. We have a treadmill in our garage that was collecting dust for some time, but now everybody in the family goes out there, you know, you kind of schedule who's on the treadmill and asking, you know, say, leave the heaters on, I'm coming out next. So yeah, that's a great tip. How about you, Karen, some tips for our listeners and viewers? Yeah. So, you know what, as well, you know, we're doing the same in terms of walking, uh, I like to do yoga, and so I've been uh, listening to some of my um, apps that have yoga workouts that I've been doing with that. 
And, and also, um, one of the things that I do, I am, uh, been a knitter all my life. And so knitting is, um, something that, that I find very relaxing and it's incredible when I, I go into a lot of, um, I read a lot of knitting, uh, blogs and that, and it's, it's incredible how much the knitting community is coming together around mm -hmm. this about how knitting is very relaxing. It, it decreases your blood pressure, uh, reduces anxiety. And um, I think, you know, for people looking to pass the time, you know, igniting perhaps an old hobby that you had, right? right. Uh, we talked about, you know, doing puzzles or, you know, playing board games, card games, right? There are a lot of things that you can uh, reignite your interest in. Um, also in our house, we knocked down a few things on the honeydew list and we painted our fam family room. And uh, as I said, the spouses should probably always social distance when they paint or wallpaper, but uh, we got through it and our uh, family room looks great today. <laughs> Fresh coat of paint and wonderful. You can wallpaper together. You're going to survive a an isolation period, right? <laughs> That's right. And you know what? We really feel like we accomplished something together. Yeah. Right? And so you know, that's important, right? Completing mm -hmm. a task. Yeah. The knitting, the knitting is great. My wife does quilts. And so knowing we're going to go into, um, you know, stay at home, she got some patterns. But it's also something you can teach your children, right? There's lots of uh, the younger generation Absolutely. who don't knit and don't quilt. Uh, simply because you don't have time, but now you have the time, say here, you know, and introduce it to a whole new generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I was going to talk about was that um, it's really it's easy normal, to have. Awesome. Don't worry, it's the new normal. Sorry, here. <laughs> it's really easy to have the TV on and be listening constantly to the news. And one thing that um, you know, we've done in our household is limit the amount of time that the news is on, right? And instead, we've been playing music in the house, right? Um, you know, of course, we're on, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, and just having music playing rather than, you know, listening to the news repetitively, right. I find has been really helpful. Yeah. And a nice family activity is um, can be based around cooking a meal together. Right. Um, you can do a theme night, you can do Italian night, or, you know, and, and depending on the age of your children or their interests, everyone can participate, preparing the meal, cooking the meal, sitting down together, having that time with one another around that meal. It can be very nourishing and just not nourishing for yourself in regards to eating, but also emotionally. That's a great tip, Allison. When my son was going to school in England, uh, we would, uh, I think we were FaceTiming, but you could use Zoom too. We'd set the laptop up in the kitchen. He would be there. We would be cooking dinner in, in the kitchen. And it's like almost he was there cooking with us, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'd talk, sometimes we wouldn't talk. And just the fact that they're there and they can see and interact. And that's something we can do with extended families right now who are in isolation or you know, older people who can't necessarily um, join you, right? Yeah. One thing that I would suggest to people is um, trying to limit social media because social media is really, really thick with- Except for, except for my channel, okay? Let's make an <laughs> 
uh, Karen's point about limiting the news um, should also uh, apply to social media because you can really get saturated with uh, negative information about COVID-19. Personally, for me, uh, this is the perfect opportunity to implement the slow food moment, uh, movement where we're spending hours together preparing a meal. Uh, the other night I made non bread from scratch and it was absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm chosen something that we normally wouldn't have time to make uh, and mm -hmm. it's so enjoyable and uh, so uh, rewarding in the end that, that I highly recommend other people do that as well. And you have, they have those food services, you know, Good Foods and all these other services where they'll deliver meals to your home, mm -hmm. but you still have to cook it, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. They give you everything that you need, but you still get to enjoy cooking your dinner and you get quite a bit of a variety too. You're not eating the same thing every day. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's, it's kind of an opportunity to do things that otherwise you might not have time to do. Like uh, my partner spent yesterday going through all our Canadian living uh, magazines, uh, clipping out the, her favorite uh, recipes, and we're going to go them over the next And baking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's always good. <laughs> my wife is teaching my daughter today how to cook a turkey. So that would be a full day event. Yes. So it's a life skill she'll have, you know, right. taking advantage of this opportunity to, to teach her that. That's wonderful. The other yeah. part I've been doing is combining the exercise with the learning. So I put a, a webinar on my laptop while I'm on the treadmill so I can learn and exercise at the same time. And then the exercise doesn't seem as boring. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're combining your exercise with your eating and you got a sandwich there as you're on the treadmill or something. <laughs> or baking. I'm like, what is that? Okay. You've got to have your coffee with you, right? <laughs> well, you know, everybody, this is, this has been some really great tips and I think our listeners and viewers are going to get a lot out of this. Let's talk briefly um, just before we wrap this up and bring the train into the station a bit. Professional support and what is available uh, for people who need help? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're feeling you need um, more assistance than what perhaps you're getting from your partner or from family, friends, and um, other people who are currently in your life, um, please reach out to um, your professional supports, whether that be your family doctor, to get a referral, to a counselor. There's also a lot of online mental health support services. You just have to Google mental health within your area. All kinds of support services will pop up. Most of these um, people now in facilities are offering it online. So people do not have to be concerned that they have to go into a face-to-face appointment um, if they're self-isolating or even if there's obviously everyone's social distancing at this point in time just like we're doing right now offering um, this on zoom online most therapists counselors um, crisis online services are available to anyone and Great. some of them are 24 hours yeah good to know you don't need to wait nine to five Jonathan anything you want to add about professional services yeah, I mean, things really haven't changed that much for counselors like us uh, because we can still offer support by phone or by video conferencing. So all, all of the services that I normally offer are still on the table. And I'm sure that's the same with Karen and, and Allison as well. Um, and, um, you know, uh, places like uh, Canadian Mental Health Association 
uh, are great. They have lots of uh, downloadable sheets on how to uh, manage your mental health during uh, the uh, pandemic. Um, other places to go to are uh, CAMH, uh, the, um, the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. They have excellent information about how to survive uh, pandemic from a mental health perspective because it does cause us more stress. And um, um, there's also crisis services. Those haven't uh, uh, changed at all. So you can call, you know, in, in my area before county's crisis, there's an equivalent service in every region. So just yeah. it's 310 COPE in York region. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are great tips. Thanks, Jonathan and Allison. The other thing I've been uh, experiencing in the last week or so is that professionals are becoming more accessible. Our schedules are opening up. We're not dealing with the same volume of emails. We don't have the same schedule of in-person face-to-face meetings. So I've, I've found professionals have been very responsive and they, ha they have more time on their hands to help. And we don't have the commute anymore too. So that adds <laughs> quite a bit of extra time in our day. So we're not driving to this meeting and then going to this other meeting. Mm -hmm. um, Home and we can um, be more available to clients for sure. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. That's another, for some people, that's another two extra hours a day that they didn't have or that's longer right. if you're commuting in Toronto. All right, so let's get some final thoughts and um, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you again, everybody. So one final thought I have is what we're doing uh, right now is um, we have something called a Zoom happy hour. So we have some friends uh, who we would, in the neighborhood who we'd ordinarily physically interact with, you know, show up at their house for a glass of wine or just catch up. Uh, so we do a Zoom happy hour, wine's required. Uh, and what we do is we just chit chat. When we first started it, I thought, you know, this, you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes, just catch up. We're enjoying it so much that our last happy hour call yesterday lasted three hours. So, you know, you just get that chance to connect with people, which I think is so important during this uh, pandemic. But um, let's turn it to you, Allison. Any final or concluding comments? Yeah, I was invited to a Zoom dinner party on Saturday, speaking of <laughs> what you're saying. Um, and it is what we have to remember, even though you may be physically distancing yourself, you do not need to be socially distancing. As you're saying, there's lots of ways to remain connected with your friends, your family, through technology, um, you know, just calling people, whatever means you want to do that. And again, please have grace and be gentle with yourself. It's a difficult time and be kind to yourself. Great tip. Jonathan? Yeah, I think uh, I, I like what uh, Allison just said. And I would just add one more thing. If, if you're finding yourself saying things to yourself that you couldn't say to a friend, that's usually a red flag to say, oh, maybe I'm being too hard on myself. Right. So, uh, always have that rule in mind and it will help you uh, get through this in a more positive way. And, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last. So focus more on being adaptive and, um, you know, em embracing the changes that have uh, happened in the world uh, rather than anxiously awaiting uh, when all this is going to go back to normal because we just don't know. Um, so be patient and, uh, you know, just ac accept how things are right now and, and it will make, you know, life a lot easier. 
great tip. Spouse in the house, how to avoid divorce. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Family Law Now and for our viewers on YouTube who've watched our video. If you've enjoyed this, please share this with your friends, family, and colleagues. Stay safe. Allison, Jonathan, thank you. I really appreciate everything uh, you've contributed today. Thanks, Russ. Thank you. Stay well. Take care. Bye, guys. I can hear you, but I can't see you. <laughs> hey, bye-bye, Karen. Thank bye, you Karen. for joining us. <laughs>